Davies was the owner and founder of Pacific Rose, a multimedia company that had mastered the art of evolving with the digital age, a company that he had built from scratch with the help of his wife Pamela in August 2011. The Pacific Rose brand was held in great esteem and received many business awards and financial rewards. Patrick became very influential in his circle through the success of his company, and as his influential power grew, so did his arrogance. The man had great audacity and strutted into any room with his back upright and chest puffed. He was a handsome man with prominent cheekbones, thin almond eyes and full lips, surrounded by a full beard, bushy and glistening. His shirts were always immaculately pressed and trousers perfectly fitted, slightly hugging his derriere and hemmed with a half-break, allowing for the shine of his shoes to reflect the light. His suit jackets were also fitted and showcased his biceps. They were single-breasted with two buttons, the lower button worn loosened. The Patrick Davis look was always completed with a tie and Creed or Dior cologne. Patrick's obsession with his grooming and style stemmed from his father. Mr Davis Sr. was the most stylish man Patrick knew. He had driven a fire-engine red convertible and always had a beautiful woman in tow. He was a music manager for a hip-hop artist and toured the world. When Patrick was younger, he was taken on tours, but when he became of school age, it was decided that it would be better for him to stay with his grandmother, where his studies would not be disrupted. Each time Mr Davies Sr. came to see his son, he would bring the latest trainers and designer outfits. At the age of 14, Patrick had the only mobile phone in school, which he charged his schoolmates to use. He attracted attention from girls much older than him and he didn't know how to manage it. The older girls would manipulate him to sell his things and spend money on them. The times when his father had not managed to return home in several months, he noticed that the female attention would dwindle. The girls didn't yearn for his time as he yearned for theirs. They didn't care for him as he cared for them. This hurt young Patrick. But female attention was like a drug. The come down was depressing, the highs were exhilarating. It boosted his energy, his standing amongst the other boys, and his ego. He now understood why his dad always kept a female in tow. The Davies men thrived off style, money, and confusing ego with self-confidence. The ego of Patrick Davies worked very well for him in business, but in his personal life, it was a burden that constantly required stroking. Mrs Davies did as best as she could, but who has time to constantly feed a grown man's ego when there's shopping to be done, so arrays to arrange and lunches to attend? And so Patrick would change executive assistants frequently, always female, always beautiful, always with toned bodies that fit perfectly into pencil skirts. Chapter 2 The Rottweiler The current executive assistant to Mr Davies was Ella Fontaine. Ella was bright, calm, inquisitive and loyal. She quickly went from pre-meeting clients on behalf of Mr Davies to attending all executive meetings with Mr Davies including those that involved business travel in private jets and staying at the Four Seasons, the Marriott, the Hyatt or the Radisson. 
No previous executive assistant had had such a privilege. Not many in the Pacific Rose headquarters had had such a privilege. Ella's wit, charisma and intelligence had completely won over her strong, stern bully of a boss. Her unbowed loyalty to the boss earned her the alias amongst her senior colleagues of his Rottweiler. She was well aware of the nickname. She understood the senior management having bitter indignation at not being treated as well as she was, but she paid no concern to it. To be fair, of all the breeds they could have chosen, Rottweiler worked very well as Ella was tall and tanned and forceful. She wouldn't have taken too kindly to his poodle. A poodle is too fluffy, too cute. She is neither. Ella is fearless, alert and stoic. Her diamond face shape is adorned with soft arched eyebrows, brown almond eyes and full lips. Her skin is flawless with a small beauty spot on her right cheekbone. Her hair is dark brown and wavy, always tied back into a neat bun with a sharp middle part. If she wore makeup, it was very subtle. She would powder her T-zone before meetings and reapply lip gloss. Her office set was always simple, a satin shirt paired with a pencil skirt, tights and Louboutin heels. Heels which she strutted firmly around the office in with access to all areas. Her raspy voice could be heard chairing meetings in boardrooms, but also in reception, having a gossip with Vincenzo, who was gay in character and sexuality. Vincenzo left Ella to strut while he flounced. He enjoyed every part of being the work bestie of the Rottweiler, and the Rottweiler in turn indulged in his freeness to divulge office secrets and rumours. Chapter 3 Mrs Davies Mrs Davies was well aware of the ever-changing executive assistants at Pacific Rose headquarters and was kept up to date on all office goings on by the perennial gay bestie Vincenzo. Pamela Davies, nay Kamara, had met Patrick at a networking event that her friend Hannah had organised. As Pamela was handing out business cards and explaining the services offered at her PR agency, the athletic silhouette of Patrick entered the room and headed for the bar. He ordered a Hennessy on the rocks, took a sip and turned to survey the room. His entrance had irked Pamela. The audacity of this man, she thought. He arrived late, didn't apologise to the host, headed straight to the bar and is now perched, awaiting to be approached. Well, it won't be me, she decided. Sure enough, Patrick was approached and entered into dialogue with a young lady with curly blonde hair, large blue eyes and enthusiastic arm movements. The young blonde brought him to Hannah, who gave him a welcoming hug and kiss. Patrick, I'm so glad you came. And she proceeded to introduce him to the rest of the networking flock. Pammy, have you met Patrick? Hannah asked Pamela. No, I haven't. Hi, Patrick. Patrick designs websites. He's the go-to guy for your online branding and presence. I'm telling you, his roster includes really big names in the music industry and even restaurants and a casino in Johannesburg. Oh wow, said Pamela, not impressed. You two would work perfectly together. Patrick, with your clever online marketing, and Pamela, with her vast PR contacts and media know-how, a match made in heaven, P-squared, they all laughed. Fast forward to three years later on August 28th, when Hannah, Pamela and Patrick are on the beach in Grace Bay, Turks and Caicos. Hannah in a royal blue satin rouge bridesmaid's dress with a champagne glass in her hand. Patrick in a light grey classic Savile Row three-piece with a royal blue tie and a baby blue rose head in his right lapel. 
He held a champagne glass in his left hand, which was now adorned with a platinum Cartier wedding band. And Pamela looked mesmerising in an exquisite white mermaid oblique wedding dress with a sweet train. She was holding a bouquet of roses, all different tones of blue in her right hand, and holding out her left hand to show Hannah her five-lion diamond wedding band. The wedding band was inscribed, Mrs Davies. Hannah held her champagne glass high and toasted to the new couple. Cheers to P Squared, a match made in heaven. Chapter 4 P Squared The match made in heaven lasted a while, but it had now been eight years and the heaven had become a little hellish. The whole P Squared thing worked perfectly for the duo, as neither Pamela nor Patrick liked keeping company with others unless required. Christmas, birthday parties, weddings and business events, they would make an effort and moan in unison as they got ready. But seeing the reflection of how well turned out they looked side by side in their hallway mirror brought some excitement and pride in the fact they were the handsome and beautiful Mr and Mrs Davies. Together they would step out and steal the limelight and what a rush it was to be couple goals. Hashtag P squared. By year eight of the marriage, they no longer moaned and grumbled in unison. Patrick used business meetings and working late and office commitments to not RSVP. Hashtag P squared stopped trending. Not only for public events, but also privately in their home and business. Pacific Rose was named after Patrick's dad and Pamela's mum. It was a partnership with an equal workload, equal power and equal reward. But somehow, Patrick had managed to push Pamela away from Pacific Rose. Indeed, Pamela never enjoyed having to go to the office, especially in winter, waking up in the dark and returning home in the dark, having to fake a smile and play office politics and watch females flirt with your husband all day was exhausting at best and depressing at worst. She decided she would work from home twice a week, which became three times a week, and then that became only when an important client was attending. Patrick tried his best to motivate her to get up at 6am with him and get ready but she couldn't be bothered, especially as her role became more and more one of oversight and signing off. So he gave up and she had a replica executive office built at home with video conferencing capabilities. Happy wife, happy life. But no, Pamela was not happy. Her absence from the office left her out. She wasn't in sync with day-to-day -day occurrences and became very frustrated. She decided she would start attending the office again, but she felt unwelcome, less respected and unsupported or empowered by her husband. She was angry with herself for becoming so complacent that she had lost her power and presence in the company. Pacific Rose was also her baby, but now she had nothing to do with it. The more frustrated she got sat at home in her useless executive office, the more Prosecco she drank. And no one cared. No one noticed. The success train carried on without her. She was replaceable, like any of the other employees. Replaceable, like those executive assistants. Pamela had enough. She procured a gym at home and began to punch punching bags instead of popping Prosecco corks. She became reinvigorated and alert. She slowly got her PR friendship circle back and began organising events. She loved it. She could be a hermit planning away and then socialise with everyone at once in one big bang. Her enterprise was a success. She raised money for good causes and was once again happy. But in gaining her happiness, she had lost her husband. 
He hated events, social networking, small talk. So he didn't support his wife as best as he could. And now, with full reign of Pacific Rose, he was much happier sitting as the big wolf in the office than attending galas with the missies. P-squared grew apart. Rumours of affairs were bad enough, but then came the bombshell. Rumour of an illegitimate son. How dare he, Pamela yelled repeatedly through the house when the unsolicited email from a former executive assistant came through. The email provided intimate details about Patrick, birthmarks, tattoos, scars, warts and all. Pamela felt like she was boiling inside as she read the email. Her heartbeat was so strong it shook the computer monitor. She wanted to cry, but no tears would come to alleviate her stress. Her stomach was in knots as she read on. I hope you don't mind me approaching you, but it's only fair that Patrick's son is acknowledged. Pamela responded with noted. Pamela screamed in anger as she tore herself away from the screen. She stormed into their dressing room to find her bag and car keys. She glimpsed her reflection in the large mirror that used to reflect couple goals. Today, it reflected rage, pain and anger. She took a shoe from the shelf and threw it at the mirror. The heel that spelt YSL hit the mirror and it cracked from side to side. Now the tears came, strong and heavy like a rapid. Patrick had kept delaying them from starting a family because of the needs of the business, but here he was with his own child. She drove to the Pacific Rose headquarters and caused hell. Patrick had denied all of it, but his pleas of innocence fell on deaf ears. She embarrassed him in his realm. He is the big bully in this playground and here she was shredding him to pieces in front of his subjects. How dare she make him inferior? 